0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Vegas Tips and Tricks Podcast as we continue our Vegas Memory Series. And I have to say as I speak to you here, that I come to you with a great deal of consternation, and in fact, anger, as I had already recorded a nice 20-minute podcast, which I was reasonably proud of, but which somehow my Podbean app ate it. So... I guess we'll start over on this, and my guess is it won't really be 20 minutes, but maybe I can edit out the things that aren't that interesting, and uh, it'll be better, right? Let's hope so, because I really don't need to scream and holler and wake the neighbors again. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining me again today. We actually had a fairly decent number of downloads that past week even though it was pretty much just self-indulgent nonsense. But hey, this is probably all self-indulgent nonsense, if you really think about it. But some of you seem to enjoy these sorts of audio trip reports. I do think back on the good old days, who, which really weren't all that good, when our link to other people's Vegas experiences uh, may it may have included a photo here and there, but was often... Uh, Uh, part of some sort of bulletin board and the uh, much-beloved old trip reports, which, I mean, some people had it down to an art form. You know, they could spend hours, it seemed, writing up these trip reports. I was never quite that good at it, not surprisingly. Just didn't really have the patience to sit there and write all that stuff down and edit it and everything. But, uh, you know, so we'll talk... Again, about my 2000 trip 2003 trip to Las Vegas. See, the first time I did this, there was like no stuttering, there was no uhs or anything in this whole podcast. But now there's going to be, and you're going to be stuck with it because I'm not recording it again. Yeah. All right, so anyhow, anywho, as the kids say, let's talk about the 2003 road trip to Las Vegas. Which was myself and three gentlemen, and I use the word loosely. My friends Chris, Jason, and JT. In the initial recording, I didn't give them names, but uh, I'm just going to give them names this time. I, uh, I already violated Krista's sort of uh, what do you call it uh, uh, privacy last week, so let's just you know violate these folks' privacy as well. You probably don't know these people and we'll never meet them. And I'm not really going to say anything too incriminating. I'll leave the incriminating parts out. But I don't know. I mean, it's weird that uh, I would do a road trip two years in a row, particularly when the first one was really, was exhausting. But, you know, when your buddies uh, all want to go to Vegas with you, which was kind of a novelty for me. Uh, I, I During the early 2000s, I was fairly sociable for a few years. I know some of you probably find that hard to believe, but... Uh, so really, for the first time, a lot of people were, you know, keen on going to Vegas with me because they knew I was this Vegas expert, which I really wasn't. I, I don't know that I am still, but uh, uh, I certainly wasn't back then. But I knew a little bit about it, and I'd been there, and they wanted to go along. So I conceded. I, I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about the first road trip. It was like shortly after nine eleven, but I don't really recall that it was any sort of fear of flying that uh, motivated these back-to-back road trips. I think it was just an interest on the part of the people that uh, I went with in sort of doing what I had done the previous year and having some fun with that. And I guess we probably thought it was cheaper, and it probably was, particularly when you split the gas four ways. But, you know, you can't uh, put a price on your time, and, uh, you know, this is like a... 18 to 20 hour trip i think we made it coming back a little faster i'll explain why at the very end but in any case we uh, we left sort of a middle of saturday afternoon this was like early april i don't know why we didn't leave in the morning maybe somebody had to work or we had to do some last minute packing or preparations but just as i had with Krista, we ended up leaving sort of mid-afternoon on a saturday And drove down south through uh, Wichita, Oklahoma City, and then across on whatever that interstate is. Is that 40? Might be. That goes down through Amarillo and Albuquerque, uh, Gallup, Flagstaff, that progression there. We traded off shifts, basically had it uh, divided up into four segments of approximately 300 plus miles that everybody would drive. I believe uh, JT started and ended the driving. Um, And I I had the mid-shift, which was driving in and out of Las Vegas, because at least in theory, I knew a little bit about how to get around. I I don't know that I knew much, but some. Uh, We, uh, you know, of course, most of the trip was in the dark. We stopped at one point in the middle of the night during the middle of Chris's shift and discovered that his eye, one of his eyes had swollen shut. And I don't know if that was a result of allergens or smoke in the air, what it was, but it was a little disconcerting to wake up at like three in the morning and discover your driver had no depth perception. So I believe we relieved him. I'm not sure who took over. I don't think I did at this point. We stopped early in the morning, I believe in Gallup, New Mexico and got a little breakfast, maybe Burger King or something. And then we stopped in Winslow, Arizona. We had to stand on a corner in Winslow, Arizona because we're that old. Uh, But actually, I think we stopped at Walmart and we got some kind of medicine to see if we could get Chris's eye to clear up. And I guess it worked. I'm sure it was some kind of antihistamine. Anyway, we drove into Vegas, I drove into Vegas, uh, came across the Hoover Dam. We had talked about spending the night in Laughlin because we didn't actually have a hotel room on Sunday night. We had booked the Las Vegas Hilton Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but didn't have anything on Tuesday or on Sunday night. Uh, so we thought maybe we'd go to Laughlin, we could get a really cheap room there for sure. But as we approached, nobody really wanted to go to Laughlin. Isn't that kind of how it tends to work when you really have to come down to it? So we drove over the Hoover Dam. Nobody wanted to stop. Uh, drove up Boulder Highway, ultimately went all the way downtown. I think I had the idea or someone had the idea that maybe we could, it was probably me, that maybe we could uh, see if we could get like a cheap room somewhere downtown. We ended up stopping at the Lady Luck and we did get a room, I think for like 50, 60 bucks. And there was no resort fee back then. We figured we could all just crash in the room and, and uh, that would be okay for one night. And then maybe thirty minutes into our time at the casino, uh, Chris hit a jackpot for like a thousand dollars playing Let It Ride. I don't know what it was straight flush or four of a kind or something. But uh, so he was very generous to us the rest of the trip. Frankly, we certainly appreciated that. So he went and got ahead and got another room. So we, you know, we each had a bed, which was nice. Um, he also treated us to dinner that night. I think we had the buffet at Lady Luck, which was, you know, it's not a much lamented buffet, but it was okay. There was like some kind of shrimp scampi that I had like three helpings of, and that was good for me. Uh, I I don't know. We may have had steak and eggs that night. I think we had steak and eggs every night because this was like JT's obsession to have steak and eggs. I'm not sure if we did the first night. I'm sure we wandered around Fremont Street. Don't have a lot of specific memories of that and played some more at Lady Luck. It was fine. It was a good time. Uh, Again, for... At least JT and Chris, it really was their first time ever in Las Vegas, and Jason had been there since he was quite a bit younger, so and I'm not even sure he could gamble when he was there the previous time. So everybody was just kind of taken by the novelty of the experience. Slept well. I think we had some breakfast. Maybe we had the breakfast buffet. Certainly possible. I'm sure it was passable, whatever it was, loaded up the vehicle, uh, drove around a little bit because we figured it would be a little time before we could check in at the Las Vegas Hilton. We had to stop and get some booze. I think we found a Lee's Liquor somewhere in the neighborhood of the Luxor down in that part of Las Vegas. And, uh, so we ended up with quite a haul of alcohol. I think we had more alcohol to drag into the room than we did luggage, which probably wasn't a great idea, but, uh, I guess it was cheaper than buying it in the casino. But uh, we ended up with adjoining rooms, which was nice. Um, you know, you always kind of are afraid of that little door between rooms. But in this case, it was great. We just opened the door. We had kind of a two-bedroom suite. The first night, we, I think, just stuck around the Hilton. And, and you know, it's, as you know, if you've stayed at what's now the west gate it's not the most sort of pedestrian friendly place as far as walking to other casinos you're kind of isolated unless you really want to make a hike and i guess we really didn't Um, and it was fine i had never spent a lot of time there i know they had nickel video poker at the sports book there that was like nine six jacks or better so I'm sure I spent a good amount of time just, you know, sort of spinning my wheels. I didn't have a huge budget on this trip, which, is, again, was not surprising. This was kind of a struggle time for me during the early 2000s, at least. But uh, I'm sure JT played some blackjack. Uh, Chris, I'm sure, was well sort of financed for the rest of the trip. I don't know how successful he was. but uh, uh, And I don't know. Jason was more of a uh, slot player. But I don't really have a lot of memories of us gambling. As I said, I'm sure we went for steak and eggs that night at uh, at the Hilton as well, because everybody had a special back then, which was nice. Nobody has a special anymore. Well, almost nobody. So the next day we got up and around, and uh, you know, I, I think we woke up at like six, seven, eight in the morning because you know we're time shifted a couple of hours from the Midwest. And I decided it'd be a great idea to just start drinking first thing in the morning. So I just get up and I think I had a bottle of gin. So I just had a shot of gin and everybody else followed suit. And I don't know if we had any breakfast or not. I don't really remember eating anything. We sort of made our way down the strip. I think we got a cab to, you know, sort of the area around like Venetian or something. And sort of walked our way down from there. um, I think, you know, I think one, I think JT had the idea he was going to get a beer every place. And we probably did. I think Jason had an idea that he was going to use the bathroom everywhere, which after a couple of beers was not a problem either. Um, So we kind of stumbled our way down the strip. We made it as far as New York, New York, sort of mid-afternoon, which would have been now on a Tuesday. And we were at New York, New York, outside the ESPN zone. I don't know if we were thinking about getting some food there. It looked like it was pretty crowded at the time. And it came up on the TV monitor that Roy Williams, who had been the coach at the University of Kansas for the previous 15-odd years, had taken the job at North Carolina. So we were kind of bummed about that, uh, coming on the heels of the national championship loss uh, just eight days earlier. And we were all actually also kind of done. I mean, you start drinking at like 8 in the morning, and by 3 in the afternoon, you're kind of toast. So at that point, I think we got a cab back to the rooms. Uh, I think we all crashed at least for a few hours, and we were kind of hung over already. A little bit of a second wind that evening, and again, we kind of hung around there at uh, at Las Vegas Hilton, and I'm sure we had the steak and eggs again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, uh, the final full day that we were in town, um, I drove us around a bit, checked out a few spots that weren't immediately in the sort of strip area. I know we took checked out the North Strip a little bit. I know we went to the Strat or the Stratosphere at the time. Uh, I had suggested we go up in the tower, but nobody really seemed interested in doing that. So we just had kind of a fun afternoon of tooling around and gambling a little bit here and there, having some drinks. Um, I didn't have many. I think I had one or two, so it's okay. It's okay that I drove. But, uh, yeah, so made our way back to the hotel and we were just kind of done, um, after, you know, a 20 hour drive. And then, you know, the first couple of days were pretty wild and woolly, I guess. So that night, again, we mostly hung around the hotel. The Las Vegas Tilton at that time still had the Star Trek exhibit, if you remember that. And we never went to the exhibit, but they had like a satellite casino area that was kind of decked out in a space theme. And I know we played a little bit in that little dark casino. And for some reason, there was like a spot there. And I don't know if it was in that casino or right nearby where there was just like a pool table. And we sat there and played pool. It didn't cost us anything. I don't know why it was there or what it was doing there. But but we took advantage of it and just kind of hung out for a few hours and, and played pool, um, which was something that we were wont to do, uh, the four of us, uh, throughout our uh, the time that we hung out together. Unfortunately, we've all kind of moved on and moved away, and uh don't see each other very much anymore, but uh, uh we had a good time on that trip uh the next morning we we almost couldn't get Jason to leave; he's kind of wanted to just stay. just let me stay. I'll just stay here. so I think he liked it um, <laughs> but we we eventually got loaded up and uh, headed back. We drove up through North Las Vegas. I think we stopped at Walmart for some supplies. And uh, we stopped at Texas Station to have the buffet. I had eaten it there a few years ago, or well, a few years prior to that, and thought it was really good. So I was like, well, let's stop there and eat. I knew there wouldn't be a lot of traffic. It'd be pretty easy in and out, uh, which it was. And, and everybody agreed. It was still very good. Um, I don't know what happened to their buffet in the later years. It may have gone away. and probably was not so great in quality. And of course, Texas Station is one of the properties that has never reopened. So we drove out of town, um, headed up into Utah, and at some point along the way, I relinquished the driving duties again. We came across on I-70 through the Rocky Mountains, which was pretty scenic, or well, it would have been more scenic if we hadn't been doing it in the middle of the night. One kind of weird and bizarre story is that as we were traveling back, uh, we were getting really low on gas as we were going through sort of the main area of the Rocky Mountains. And there's a sequence there, probably a good hour or so, where there really are not a lot of services available. So we were like getting concerned. We finally saw an exit that said there was a gas station. So we got off and we were kind of on this little winding road and it didn't look too promising until we finally did get to a place where we could get some gas. And it had a rather peculiar name. It was called Gay Johnson's. And I assume this was probably named after a gentleman whose name was Gay Johnson nothing wrong with that perfectly legitimate name of course it does have some connotations i guess particularly when you're immature men which most men are so a couple of us went inside to use the bathroom and it was a little kind of weird i mean this is like two three in the morning there were literally like these guys just kind of hanging around in there and i don't know what they were doing Uh, i know one person refused to use the bathroom i'm pretty sure i did use the bathroom nothing happened to me there was no assaults or Attempts to convert me to another way of living, but uh, it was a little bit creepy. I got to be honest; it's almost like it's almost like something the person would make up, but it was real, definitely real. I mean, I don't know. We were we were all on caffeine pills trying to stay awake to keep the uh, driver company, but uh, I think eventually we crashed. Jason, who uh, had a reputation, I'm sure, still does of driving very fast. Uh, seemed to make really, really good time on our trip through uh, eastern Colorado and western Kansas. Which, of course, if anybody has made that drive, uh, you will know that it is a very flat route. So God knows how fast he was going because at that point all the caffeine had worn off, and he was the only one who was still awake. But anyway, we made it back safely, and uh, like I said, I think we, like I said, we made really good time coming back. And, uh, of course, we needed like two or three more days off just to recover from uh, the trip. And uh, that was the last time I drove to Las Vegas. And uh, unless I move significantly closer to the city, it probably will be the last time I drive. But it was, it was a great experience. It was fun uh, having a boys trip for once. And uh, so I hope you enjoyed hearing about it. In all likelihood, we'll do this again next week. We'll talk to you about another Vegas trip. This one will also involve a friend. There's just, there's a trend here in the early 2000s. So I hope you'll tune in for that. If you enjoy what we did here today and what we have been doing here today, I hope you'll consider subscribing to the podcast. We're on Podbean. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on Google. So, uh, hey, hit me up. It's a kind of a fun way to remember Las Vegas. Okay, everybody. Until then, I'll say what I always say on my YouTube channel. I hope that you all have a great, lucky, and healthy week. We'll talk to you all again real soon. Bye-bye.